the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. I don't want to jinx this weather, but goodness, it's been a great summer. The weather's just great, and it's beautiful this morning. And uh, I always feel better when it's great outside. Uh, you're listening to Eye on Real Estate, and we're the only talk show, radio show that's all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, which in this century is just about everything. But I always think housing was. Ace 102 FARP is with me. Ace is Vice President of Citizens Bank. And if you have any questions about financing or if you need advice in getting mortgage or home equity loans, now is the time to call. It's 866-970-9622. And you can get any of your questions answered. Now is the time. Uh, Also, Attorney Andrew Lieb is with us. Andrew is a real estate attorney with a major practice in New York and Long Island and is such an expert on real estate law that he's also very busy lecturing, teaching real estate agents law to brokers. Not that we want them to practice law. We want them to send them to Andrew when they have a legal question, but just so they know what's going on and where to advise customers to call when they have problems. And if you'd like have a legal problem or you have any legal questions you'd like to answer, please give us a ring at 866-970-9622. And later on the show, one of my favorite guests, Lois Weiss, in the commercial real estate, she's the commercial real estate editor of the New York Post, and she's joining us. We're going to talk about all new buildings that are being built, large and small, where the new major retailers are moving. And if you think retail's dead, maybe in some places, but not really. Some of these big guys are really putting a lot into retail. And look at what's moving to the skylines of Brooklyn and Long Island City and Manhattan. And we're going to look at what's going on in the future. And I think I always tell you that when you're looking to buy properties, it's kind of a good thing to know what's going to be developed in the area in the near future. It gives you a good barometer of what they, you know, when you see them putting money in an area, you can pretty much know it's probably going to really build up that area. And we always want to thank Citizens Bank. Um, Citizens Bank is committed, and they have committed $50 million to accelerate its digital transformation to the cloud, according to Bank Innovation. The investment in 2020 and 2021 will expand digital strategies across the company to reach many more customers, reinventing the payment experience at the point of sale, and launching a new digital offering for commercial customers. 
I was just, you see what they can do today. I was just, I'm in the studio, and I said to Ruben, who does all the technology for us at Douglas Elliman, gee, the line for Starbucks was too long to get coffee. And Ruben said, just put the app on, order it on, online, and just, well, I'll pick it up for you. And boy, that is yeah. technology at its best. Cause Dottie, that's the, the best, Dottie. You got to do that. You skip the entire line. Definitely. Yeah, and, and the line is like, I, I walked in and the line was out the door. And I'm like, forget it. I don't oh, have time fine. for this. But I need caffeine. See, that's great. Always. That's technology. And Andrew, later on, I want to talk to you. I follow you and I see some of the things that were uh, some of these challenges that we are up against. I want to get your read on and what people can do. Before I do that, I want to say on this day in history, I always tell you that. Now, I remember this. I was young, and um, the son of Sam, on August 10th, 1977, the son of Sam, who was a serial killer, David Berkowitz, a 24-year-old postal worker, was arrested after admitting that he was the son of Sam, the New York City serial killer. Now, Ace, I don't know if you ever heard of son of Sam. Never. But when I was a teenager, <laughs> like, you know, I probably was about 13 at the time, but if you were 14 or 15 or 16, a lot of people those days uh, would make out in cars. I mean, you know, it was a little less advanced than today. Okay, they would just park in cars and make out and stuff, and Son of Sam would go to those cars and kill them. You know what, Daddy? I did oh, hear about oh. it. Yeah. And... When they fought, and he came, and like all these people that were like 16, 18, they were afraid because it was, I'm pretty sure he was in Queens and New York and Long Island. And I remember that when they caught him, he told them that his dog told him to do it. Wow. I think. But it was a big deal. Uh, he wasn't as scary as that other one, Manson, but it was scary. But if you look him up, you'll know it was like uh, a scary thing. Uh, and today, if you're today is your birthday, you're a Leo, and you're most comfortable being the center of attention. And you share your birthday with President Hoover, uh, Herbert Hoover, and he was born in 1864 and died in 1964. I like. We have a great lived, show, I, and we have a lot I to like talk where, about today. What did you say, I Andrew? Like where <laughs> Herbert Hoover lived. He lived in the Waldorf Astoria. Isn't that brilliant? He did. He did. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, I... That's a house. Yes. And you know what? I, you know, have... Uh, I think most of you know that I have little shares in the horses with some girlfriends of mine. We just did this girl thing, and we all chipped in a little money and bought some horses together. And we got a trainer who was one of the top female trainers in the country. Her name is Linda Rice. And we, I met this woman, and she was... She was told me her story. She's writing a book, and she told me that she grew up um, in the penthouse of the where Bergdorf Goodman's was, and wow. she told me she was from Cuba. And her mom had her when she was sixteen or fifteen years old. Obviously, she and the mother wasn't married, so it was one of those things. And her mother's family was like, you know. This is, you know, we can't have this, you know, especially in those days. The woman's probably about 75 to 80 now. And she said she sent her to New York to live with relatives. She sent the mother and the little baby. And that little baby, uh, the mother, when she came here, met Bergdorf Goodman's son. And the mother was supposedly very beautiful. And he married her. 
and he took in her child also, and he adopted her. They had three more children of their own, and they grew up on the the penthouse of the wall, you know, of the of Bergdorf Goodman. And when he died, he left this little girl that was his adopted child um, the same amount of money as he left all of his other kids that were biologically his. And that's really a great story. Uh, great story. Great yeah. story. And the lunch at that Bergdorf Goodman, I don't know if you ever have lunch there, is just outrageous. I yes. love going to yes. lunch at Bergdorf. <laughs> yes. And um, <laughs> they opened up a hair salon at the uh, top of Bergdorf Goodman, and they told nice. me I'm going to get this woman, and she's going to come there, and they're just going to, like, they want to give her the, ho- the whole treatment, the beauty treatment, facials and hair, um, and let her relive that she grew up there. That must be amazing to grow up on the penthouse. Amazing. Um, Ama- amazing. I would love to hear stories from this lady. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and nicest lady, nicest lady. Anyhow... I was on Maria's show this uh, past Thursday, and we were talking, and I'm just going to give you some of the highlights of the market, and then we should talk about it a little because there's a lot of different sentiments on that. Uh, But falling mortgage rates and strong unemployment drove consumer confidence in housing to a record high in um, July and August, according to um, Fannie and, and Freddie. At the same time, it's bidding more Z's thanks to lower demand. And it's not so much lower. There's a lot more inventory out. And when you're reading our reports on Element or you're reading market reports, it's easy to interpret them as, oh, my God, there's so much more inventory than there was this year last time. But you have to kind of look at how much inventory there was last year this time. If there was really not a lot, then even when you add on a lot of inventory, it's still a normal amount of inventory. You know what I mean? You have to look at where it's coming from because if there was only five houses on the market, and I'm just using an exaggerated example, in the in you know at, in the range of five hundred thousand in this area, and now there's seven, that's a big jump. Yeah. But it's not real. But but five, but there was not a lot to begin with. So it's you know I think we're getting to a normal amount of inventory. It's not over. Although when you read the Hamptons, it shows a different number, which we'll talk about in a second. And confidence about not losing your job is a big factor. Uh, mortgage rates. And I think, Ace, you reposted what I said. I yes, saw it. I love you it. You said, yeah. I said, and, you know, they asked me, and I said, look, because it looks, I think, they, I said, if you were ever thinking about buying something, you have kind of not a strong market. It's kind of a wishy-washy market. I think there's a lot of things people are like kind of waiting for. It's a presidential election year next year, so people don't know which way that's going to go. And I think that when you know, and then there's the, the wars, you know, the trade wars. So I think trade a lot wars, of people yeah. kind of sit on the fence. Um, but I said it's like getting free money. Free what are money. the interest rates now? I mean, Dottie, before we go even into the interest rates, the question that I've been getting so often now is, you know, is the is the Fed lowering rates, is that a sign that the economy is, is not doing well, right? And I really want to just sort Would of, you do that? Yeah. yeah. Would you guys talk about that? Say that again because people think, again. So many folks are coming up to me saying, you know, the Fed lowering rates does that mean that the U.S. economy is suffering? And I really want to tell all of all of our listeners that, you know, really the the whole thesis behind the Fed lowering rates really is to, first of all, when 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 the Fed lower rates, it means that it, it encourages borrowing, right? So business and consumers spend more, the U.S. exports grow, 
the economy grows, jobs are created due to lower interest rates, and investors are willing to take a little bit more risk, and the stocks and bonds markets and other asset prices tend to rise. So the Fed lowering rates is really to boost the economy, not the other way around. So it's really actually positive news for the real estate market as well, because now you're able to, to Dottie's point when she was on the show with Maria, you're actually borrowing money now that's really almost free money. So, you know, we really have to take into account what the government is actually doing to help stimulate the economy, right? So it's actually Good. all if positive. You bought your first house, what I did, and an adjustable rate at uh, 12% was like a miracle. I was so happy to have it, or 11%. Yeah. And that was an arm. I mean, it would yeah. go back up again. This really is incredible. I mean, it it's, is an incredible opportunity. Uh, and I know many people that could pay off their mortgage, and they're not. Yeah. Because they say, why should I lose access? And, and think about this. And, Andrew, I don't know. I know you teach uh, all the Douglas Elliman agents, and they really learn so much from you. But, you know, there's two schools of thoughts, and I always tell people it really depends on your situation. But let's say you were buying just for just for easy purposes – a, a home that was a half a million dollars, 500000 And you had, let's say, 200000 to put down. So you could get a mortgage of three hundred, or you could put $100,000 down, borrow four hundred, and have access of use of your money. Yeah. So, Donnie, we were actually teaching that this week at Citizens Bank in Melville, and okay. we were doing a continuing education course because I have a continuing education school, and what we were saying to people is up to the first $750,000 on your first or second home, not only is this free money, but you get a deduction. Yes. So it's like win, win, win. On the so interest, let's say yeah. the, effect, the rate is like 2.8, and you guys could do rates better, I'm sure, but if you put in that deduction, it's like under 2. It's free, and on, on the stock market or investment. So, or, in other words, you're you know, saying that at that low interest rate, and you're allowed to deduct up to, up to 750 like if you're... Yes, up to 750 on not just your first home, but your first or second home together, cumulatively. So, you're allowed to deduct if you're under interest, 750 interest rate. So, what rate. happens, yeah, every dollar you borrow up to $750,000 on your first or second home, your interest payments are deductible. So if you were paying, let's say, 3% for easy math, if you put factor in the deduction that you're going to get, it's really closer to 2% that you're really paying because you're getting this tax advantage. And then you go and you turn it around, Dottie, and you put it in the stock market. And let's say you get 5%, 6%, 7%. I just got 3 to 4% on other people's money. It's, as you said, on, on that borrowing for free. Yep. Yeah, and like what you have to consider is when you put money, now I know some of you guys are struggling just to get the down payment, and that's a whole other topic that we're going to we talk about. But when you get money, whatever you put down on your home, the home is going to go up or go down the same amount, whether you, no matter what you put down or don't put down. That's buried in your home. So I think what Andrew's saying is you could, and again, you know, you want to be safe. You don't want to borrow so much that you put your, your home at risk. But you could t take some of that money and have that money work for you. Maybe if your kids have to go to college, you can, um, you know, help them with college. Uh, it's a great time to at least talk to somebody about that. And, you know, Andrew, I didn't know you had a continuing ed school. Now I'll have to send people there. I used to do the continuing ed at NYU, the whole thing. But let me ask you something. I had just got a call, I won't say from who, but 
uh, somebody in our company, you know, and who lives on Long Island said, Dottie, you know, we're all going to have to move with the taxes. And I know that the taxes are high on Long Island. But as Andrew said, and Ace, you really should call because there's ways to borrow money and not put 20% down, which a lot of people don't realize. And it's not that, and this person said, and there's no write-off at all anymore. So there is a write-off. Um, what I think they're responding to is what's called the SALT rules, st- state and local taxes. Yes. And what happened is in this new Jobs Act from um, the Trump administration for about a year and a half ago, they capped the amount you could write off of $10,000 when it comes to the taxes side. So the taxes and expenses, which is different, Dottie, from the mortgage deduction. Okay. And but maybe, and, and again, Andrew, first of all, Andrew, they can also follow you at, at Andrew Lieb? So they can follow me. They can go on the Lieb blog. Like, you just okay, put Andrew so Lieb in the Google Okay, so would you tell everyone, because right whether you're looking for a house or not, you should follow Andrew and Ace, all because they have such good information that you learned. But how would they do that? So the easiest thing for me is you just write Andrew Lieb in Google, and you'll find, like, four or five pages of different things about me. Yeah, just Google. Lieb, Google L-I-E-B. I like the Google, Dottie. <laughs> And Ace, uh, if they Google you, do they have to know how to spell your last name? No, just type in Ace Mortgage and something will come Ace up. Ace Mortgage? <laughs> okay. I still haven't figured it out. I'm getting be better if they're nine years or eight years or whatever. Um, uh, but I follow them both. And, and uh, God, honestly, I mean, it's great information. But can you both talk a little about that? I think people are confused between the SALT Act and what you can deduct. Yeah. So I you want to handle it? I mean, Andrew, you can talk about the legal terms, but um, really, you know, the SALT Act really gives folks a limit of 10000 per year now, right? 10000 so, of your taxes. So if correct. you're in a high-tax area, such as Long Island, Connecticut, uh, Jer- Jersey, what happens is you can only deduct up to 10000 So if your taxes are 20000 or 17000 or 16000 you can't deduct it all, which is, don't get me wrong, that is really a hurt to the East Coast people that have high taxes and high prices. And taxes do make a difference in what you can afford in monthly payments. And by the way, we are still trying to get them to change that and make that exception uh, for areas that are very high taxed. We have Daddy, you know there's a lawsuit yet. going on right now, actually, with New York State. His New York State tried to do workarounds by doing that you could do um, you could do charitable gifts and stuff like that, and the IRS said no. So New York State's going forward and they're fighting for us in New York State and saying we should be able to do this. But let's just back up for a second so the listeners understand. The deduction would be on your federal income taxes. So what would happen is you're paying your state and local tax. That's what SALT stands for. And your ability historically, there's this USC US code that said hey, if you're going to pay state and local tax, what you could do is you could then go deduct it on your federal income tax. And what happened is, I guess, a redistribution of wealth between the states is they said these states that are, have these high taxes. I have this friend that told me they're buying in Tennessee. Uh, guess what the taxes what were the taxes the there? in Tennessee? What? $500 for the year. Wow. Yeah, you know, somebody that I, somebody I know whose sister told me they're moving someplace around there. How much are they, 500 500 for the whole year. So we're paying, let's say, 15,000, 20,000. I know people that are paying 85,000 in a I know. Andrew, hold that thought. They're going to cut us off with a commercial break. We will be back with Andrew Lieb, our guest 
legal attorney for real estate talking about salt and the taxes, what you can deduct, what you can't, what you can write off. We'll be right back. 866-970-9622. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. Let me tell you about the Atlantis Yacht. If you're looking to wow your corporate guests, clients, or employees, plan an unforgettable event aboard the Atlantis. Beautiful skyline views, a gourmet food and bar menu, first-class entertainment. What's not to love? Your guests are going to be so impressed. I'm telling you from personal experience, it's a top-notch experience. The Atlantis is the yacht we take out every single year for our big client cruise event. Go ahead and start planning your standout event today whether it's a corporate event wedding engagement party retirement party an anniversary celebration impress your guests with a first class experience aboard the atlantis why wait call new york cruises to schedule a private viewing of the atlantis 212-633-1231 212-633-1231 mention am 970 the answer for a free menu upgrade 212-633-1231 or visit newyorkcruises.com Bergen County American Legion presents its Centennial Gala event Sunday, September 29th from 1 to 5 p.m. at the Elan Catering and Events, 111 Route 46 West in Lodi. Keynote speaker will be Theodore Ted Roosevelt IV, Honorary Chairman. Entertainment provided by the American Bombshells. For more information, 201-264-4622. See you at the Bergen County American Legion Centennial Gala. Be there. Um, excuse me. Yes. In case you haven't noticed, advertising has changed over the years. What? It used to be customers could find or discover your business in just a handful of ways. Now, life is digital with so many more options and things you need to do. You need Salem Surround, a full-service digital agency with all your digital marketing under one roof. When a potential customer searches for your product, do they find your business or the competition? Is your business's contact information accurate and everywhere it should be to reach today's digital consumer? Does your website have all the right tools to turn visitors into leads? If not, we've got some solutions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to help get your message in front of today's digital audience. We'll help deliver customers by putting your business message in the right place at the right time. Don't just invest in a marketing strategy. You need to surround your target audience. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour of the key sites and places to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Come home inspired by the experience if you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel. This is your opportunity. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. For more information and to register for this trip, go to am970theanswer.com. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? 
These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or connorsandsullivan.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with myself and Ace Water Toothbar, and our legal counsel is Andrew Lieb, who is one of the biggest real estate attorneys in um, New York and Long Island. And you can reach us, either call in at 866-970-9622 or email us at radio show at Element. Or you can follow myself, Dottie Herman or Andrew Lieb or Ace and uh, keep you posted on what's going on at all times. And by the way, this is not only important if you're buying a house. It's just important to know. Uh, I was telling Maria, like we... And everyone, that's what we were talking about was real estate. I mean, off the air because everybody always wants to know what's going on in real estate. Now, Andrew was in the middle of trying to show the distinctions of what you can write off and, and can't. Maybe you could start over again on Andrew that for anyone who's yeah, joining sure. us now. Yeah, sure. So what we were talking about is, if everyone remembers, there was this law called the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. And this law was in 2018, and it sent shockwaves through the East Coast and through the West Coast, mainly because they have the highest taxes. There's this law, I don't know if everyone knows about it, it's called 26 USC 164. If you Google it, you'll find it. USC stands for the United States Code. And what that says is that if you pay income, sales, or real property taxes to state or local government, you get an itemized deduction on your federal income taxes. And that was amazing for places like where you live, Dottie, where East lives, yes. where I live on the East Coast, because we're paying these huge, huge taxes. And you and I were just discussing that I knew someone in Tennessee that just bought a house and they're paying real estate taxes of 500 bucks. It's hard for me to believe. That's like free money, okay? Free <laughs> I money. can't even yeah. believe $500. <laughs> I asked her to show me pictures. I was ready to move, Dottie. Like, my taxes <laughs> made me have a heart attack compared to that. I so, know. So uh, what happens is in Long Island, you go live in the Great Neck area, you could have $80,000 of taxes. I know people in, in Lake too. Grove, which is, eh, it's okay, it's good. I grew up there, but they're paying $12,000 in taxes. This is big money. So what happened is the SALT Act said until the year 2025, you see it has a sunset, but until the year okay. 2025, you're capped at this deduction of $10,000 which means you can't get the deduction. Now, it's a redistribution between states on the East Coast and the West Coast into the center as far as federal taxes. But really, I want to say something differently, and this is what I was saying. We were just teaching in my school um, residential real estate math. And I was going this – we have this slogan in our, in our class, real estate residential math. It's you're wrong because I like this thing called math. And here's what I want to say to you. 
if you're paying $40,000 in taxes on your house and this mm-hmm. Tax Cuts and Jobs Act came about and you suddenly can't afford your house, you had no business owning the house in the first place. Wait, say that again. Now, if you find yourself because, before, you, you know, in other words, if you can, now can't afford your house because of this act. Because of this law, you should have never owned your house in the first place. And I'm not trying to be insensitive, and I'm getting hit terribly by this. But you're only losing a deduction federally. And yes, it's a big bummer. But, you know, this was passed as part of the overall tax plan, and there's other deductions that you're now getting. And don't misunderstand, I'm not for or against this law. But what I'm saying is that, yes, maybe before you were only effectively paying $32,000. Now you're paying 40000 If you're buying a house of that expense, and I'm not talking about the people that live in Lake Grove at the 10, yep. 12, 14, but if you're buying a house of that expense, like I was talking to the Hamptonites recently, and you're buying a house of that expense, and all of a sudden this Tax Cuts and Jobs Act came about, and now you can't afford it, I'm questioning how close to the red line you were in the first place. I well, guess Andrew, one of my biggest... Yes. Your point is very well taken, but since you know I grew up on Long Island, lived there for a long time, I, I also have to say, in agreement with you, I will say that before, the, when you could still write all the taxes were always high. And being in real estate, I grew up in the, you know, Plainview, Syosset, and those areas, like Plainview's taxes are outrageous. And when you Wild. have high taxes, besides for not being able to, you know, it, it limits what you can buy. Uh, it's not necessarily that the highest, the people that have the most valued homes pay the most taxes. People in, in regular parts of Long Island pay a lot of taxes yeah. too. But I think that there should be a little more of Long Island getting together. And what the schools are great on Long Island, so I don't have anything bad to say because people move there because of the great school districts. But maybe what they could consolidate is like backroom stuff, like administrative stuff, maybe they could do buying with a lot of school districts or things of that nature because it, it is high. And I think to your point, you're right, uh, but I think Long Island's prices would hit the wall if their taxes were cheaper. Uh, God, and already there's so smart, rumors, though. I hear them. And I think to your point, it's good that you're discussing this. I wasn't planning, but now that you've gotten my uh, your wheels. geared up. Yeah, that's <laughs> a point. Because I hear people saying, oh, well, look at the signs all over Long Island. People, are, well, if they're not moving because of taxes, okay? They're yeah, well, they you know, but it's not because of the tax deduction, okay? That's what I was saying. You just said right. exactly my point. The taxes were already catastrophic, and yes, the deduction pushed it over the edge. But the issue is the underlying taxes. And you were just saying, which I've read many economists say, our biggest issue is that every three blocks we have a new superintendent in a new school district. Yes. And if they would consolidate the overall, because if you look at your tax bill, most of it goes to the school district. It's school taxes. And the school schools taxes. are great. And what I tell people is, like, if you live in the city, okay? Now, I grew up, I had a public education in Long Island. I had a great education. People went to the best schools. But in the city, a lot of people have to send their kids to private schools. One of the draws to Long Island is the great school districts it has. However, okay, so I'm not, I really want to say, I want you, you should put money into your school districts. That's our future. That's the future of America. But what, what I think they could do is like consolidate like office supplies and things of that nature or something like that. I don't know, but that's always been a problem to your point. And hopefully... 
I don't know. I think it's hard to get everyone together. I've tried for years. Andrew, I would help you any day of the week. I'm passionate about that. On telling too. people, look, because I don't think the politicians do it right. I think that, you know, people always think there's an agenda when it's a politician. But if here's my agenda, do you want to get more money when you sell your house? And if you do... Here's what, listen to what we have to say, and maybe you'll help us put this together. Because I really believe if there's enough thought, but there's so many, like every three blocks, I mean, you're right, there's a lot of redundancies, let's put it that way. So in South Florida, Dottie, the way they do it, and this is a good model to look at, and don't misunderstand, our schools are phenomenal. I don't know that I want South Florida schools, but in South Florida, the way they do it is a county has the district. And then they have different high schools within the same situation. What we have is each high school goes or one or two goes to the same overarching um, superintendent, board, everything else. So maybe on the board level, on the superintendent, on the buying level, we can cut it out a little and consolidate more. And there's been articles for years saying that that's the way to do it, is keep the high schools, keep the junior high schools, keep the teachers, keep the education. But as you say, buy books as a bulk, economies of scale. Yeah. And by the way, when you look at teachers' salaries, my daughter's a teacher, and um, I will say she teaches in the city, but I and that's much lower than Long Island. But for what they do, they really don't get paid a lot, the teachers. It's not their salaries. I mean, And so it's I not think- only the work, Dottie, it's not even the work, the stress that teachers are under. People don't think about that. They say, oh, the summers, but... I have some friends that are teachers, like you're saying with your daughter, and just doing those parent-teacher conferences, I would need an entire bottle of Valium to deal with some oh, of parents. <laughs> some of those parents on Long Island are pretty mean, pretty bad. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you like, that. How dare you give my kid a beat? Yes. <laughs> like, oh, you know, when I first moved to Long when I first moved to it, was like, just, just be a loud mouth and yell. And then you'll get, and there was, I won't tell you what school district, and I just have to decide because I love Long Island, and whenever I meet somebody from Long Island and I say to them, I loved growing up on Long Island. It was a great place to grow up. There, it was kind of like everybody was one. I guess it was a different time. None of this hatred and stuff. And I'm sure there was crimes and things that went on, but you didn't have news 24-7. People would just go and play, go on their bikes. And when I meet someone, Generally, anytime I meet for somebody from Long Island, it's, they're a great human being. Okay, Love them. They're like, it was great growing up there, and the beach was there, and we all went to the beaches. So I, I'd love to see it kind of really get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's parochial in many ways. You know, I think they want sometimes it to be like 1950, but you've got to kind of upgrade a little bit. And by the way, you've got to stay open a little later. Long Island, the millennials do not <laughs> want it to close down at 7 okay, o'clock when you, you know, the, the Huntington and Long Beach would stay open. You know, you've got to kind of get with it. But you got to um, go to that Patchogue, Dottie, that model and Patchogue. I just see that. Up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you. You know, not to spend all this time on Long Island, but really, if you if you really, you should look there if you're looking to buy in one of the suburbs. It doesn't get the right PR. Um, not that Connecticut's not great, and so is Jersey and Westchester. But since we're both from Long Island, we're allowed to be a little prejudiced. We'll be right <laughs> back Strong after Island. the break. 866-970-9622. We'll be right back.
When it comes to protecting your family, home, or business, you need a name you can trust. You need us, Honig Conti Perino Insurance. In Manhattan since 1902, we're family-owned, experienced, and credible. We believe in a face-to-face, roll-up-your-sleeves approach. Our clients receive individual and personal care. Honig Conti Perino, the name to trust. Call 212-777-7113 or honigconti.com. H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E.com. Honig Conti Perino Insurance. Not just providing insurance, but insurance guidance. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m., you won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8.30, right after Morano in the Morning on AM 970. The Answer. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments, and it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. Um, excuse me. Yes. In case you haven't noticed, advertising has changed over the years. What? It used to be customers could find or discover your business in just a handful of ways. Now, life is digital with so many more options and things you need to do. You need Salem Surround, a full-service digital agency with all your digital marketing under one roof. When a potential customer searches for your product, do they find your business or the competition? Is your business's contact information accurate and everywhere it should be to reach today's digital consumer? Does your website have all the right tools to turn visitors into leads? If not, we've got some solutions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to help get your message in front of today's digital audience. We'll help deliver customers by putting your business message in the right place at the right time. Don't just invest in a marketing strategy. You need to surround your target audience. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. It's happening to you every night. One snores and the other can't sleep. 
But now, there is a quick and easy-to-use solution, a natural solution. Snore Stop, the number one selling anti-snoring medicine in the U.S. Thank you, Snore Stop. You saved my marriage. It's time to try Snore Stop and make every night a better night for both of you. Spray or tablets are available today at Rite Aid and CVS or online at snorestop.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hi, it's a great Saturday, and I'm here with Ace West Tupac, our financial expert, and Andrew Lieb, our legal expert, and, you know, just to wrap up the tax bit, and then I've got a funny story for both of you, and I want your response. Okay, that that June was the biggest month ever for luxury sales, residential sales in New York City. Uh, and that a lot had to do with the July 1st tax increase that was the mansion tax, which that's another tax they put on us. And it's <laughs> basically uh, a one-time payment on property selling for more than $2 million. Um, it ranges, I think it's $1 million. I don't think it was two. I thought it was $1 million. It ranges from point two five to 5000 on $2 million sales. And it's up to three point one five on a $25 million sale. Now, I guess somebody could afford it, $25 million, But what I'm saying is when you start adding on taxes, and you might think if you're listening to this show someplace else that's out of the East Coast or the West, you might say, well, a million dollars. Well, it doesn't buy you a lot in New York City. It really doesn't. So well, somebody's Dottie, not I, living in a mansion. Dottie, just so everyone understands, there's always been a mansion tax up to if you're over a million dollars of 1%. Right. Yep. And what this new law did is it said starting at $2 million only in New York City, not in Westchester, not in Albany, not in Long Island. But just in New York City, it raises between 1.25% and 3.9% to over $25 million. So it's not a mansion tax is new. It's that they've now created raising rates for people in New York City, which, by the way, is a lot of money. Imagine 3.9% of $25 million. That's significant coin. And let me say this. They're going to be really happy when they drive all the people that have money out of New York City because they are doing that. People will pay more to be there. But then it gets to be the point of ridiculousness. And by the way, like, I don't have the exact number. Eighty-something percent of the taxes that are paid in you are paid by that wealthy group. They're not going to have yep. anyone to pay the taxes. It's going to be a shortfall to, to New York City. But I have They're a funny story. moving to Miami. Sto- yes. They're moving to Miami, they Dottie. Well, Miami or Florida or like, well, yeah. yeah, they are. As, as they don't have a business here, it's so much of a big difference in tax savings. You've got to be a little competitive, guys. I'm telling you. Um, but how would it, what do you think about this? All right, guys. Now, this has happened in California. Not in our company, but what do you think? A Los Angeles realtor threw a weed-themed open house, meaning cannabis, pot, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Okay? Listen to this. The, he threw a weed-themed open house for $3.5 million mansion. He says that this is just the beginning of the crossover between cannabis and luxury real estate. And. He held an open house. He had about 150 guests, and they enjoyed, they came to enjoy cannabis-infused chocolates, gummies, and other edibles, vape, vipes, pens, and CBD cream massages, and artfully staged with hemp plants and marijuana paraphernalia. 
The agent got an offer on the home three days later, and it went through escrow within two weeks. And he said the cannabis and uh, the real estate is just the beginning. Now, what do you think? I, I believe it, Dottie. There's a lot of money in that industry, and a lot of people support it. So, Especially the millennials. Nuts. Dottie, no. I think he's nuts. <laughs> nuts. Like, I think he's nuts. So uh, all I'm going to say about that is I, I'm with Ace. The industry is great. Yeah, the I think that there's lots of money in it. It's a great energy. But a real estate broker giving out know, something that's, that that's intoxicates nuts. people at that's open nuts. house? Like, well, you see that, and, and and not to get onto this subject because we're gonna. But once in a while, we have to divert. Um, not, you know, I I understand, and I uh, especially since my mom died in a car accident, why they, you know, you can't drink and drive, and 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 why they, you know, should be strict on that. But I don't know how they're gonna monitor people that are stoned out of their mind. They call that <laughs> smoking and flying. Oh, okay. So that'll be okay, but you can't drink and drive. And then <laughs> I don't know how they can monitor that. And, like, I'm all for doing what's good. If you enjoy it and it's legal, so be it. But you shouldn't drive if you're if – you, just like you shouldn't drive if you're drunk. You shouldn't drive if you're stoned. And I don't and know LA the laws. Driving. And I don't LA know the laws. City. What? And LA in L.A., everyone city. has to drive. Yeah, so I, I don't know. But uh, they say he says it's just the beginning. And in Colorado, also, since legalized drugs, they legalized drugs in 2012, uh, the same thing goes on. And, you know, I was in Aspen, and I I missed the plane. It was bad weather to cut back to Colorado. And I, I uh, this was a, back six months ago, eight months ago, and I took a car, like, for that four or five hours. And there's signs, like, get high, you know, all over the place. And the guy was telling me, the driver, he's like, listen. I love to do this because people, when they get to the airport, it's not legal because it's federal in the airport, and so their drugs aren't legal, and so they leave them in the car and he gets them. So it's kind of a new world, and so we'll have to see what goes with that. Uh, so I'm going to tell you about real a- estate, which is interesting with this, Dottie. Um, for lawyers, there's an issue for lawyers with real estate with this, this marijuana, and the reason is because it's federally illegal yeah, and yeah. states legal, and certain bar associations in different states say a lawyer can't even do a lease for a marijuana distributor or manufacturer or anything like really? that because they're helping someone engage in an illegal activity. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, it's kind of like, in other words, when, what Andrew's saying is it could, leave, be, it could be legal in your state, and I have no doubt it will be legal in New York shortly. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, guys, they have the first cannabis store now called Mad Men in the city. Yeah, I, but drove, I, saw I walked those... by it the other day. You did? It's blind oh, out wow. the door. <laughs> Yeah, but I thought they're not allowed to do that in New York. And they have those trucks. You see so these it's trucks. It's medical in New York. And what you're referring medicinal. to is it making it generally legalized. Yeah, but I thought they, yeah, I, medical was already approved. But I thought that, oh, well, I guess no one's stopping them. I guess it's, uh, I guess it's kind of a done deal. It's, it's coming. It's coming yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, so that's an interesting thing, Andrew. So in other words, you you know it's kind of going to be interesting on how they really deal with that because it's federally against the law still. Uh, but and so the there's states- actually Dottie, there's bills about Aces World. I don't know if you saw this about freeing up money uh, in the mortgage industry and otherwise because you know a lot of these banks are national associations, yeah. which is based on a federal charter. And there's issues about what they can do and what they can't do with marijuana distributors and wholesalers and retailers. Correct. And so 
we live in this crazy world where it might be legal in your state, but it's not legal federally. And we need some consistency in law because it's a risk, 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 risk for someone in this business because who knows who's going to be in the administration. Well, that's what happens in Colorado, because if you have those drugs on you in the state, it's legal. So that's fine. But then if you go to the airport to take a plane somewhere else, it's not. So I, I, you know, I'm sure that they don't put you in. I don't know. I don't know. What, I'm going to give you a shout out, uh, Dottie. I normally don't tell people this, but <laughs> since it's you and we're friends and we're on the show, yes. my uncle, Uncle Steve, we call him Crazy Uncle Steve, okay? You okay. can look him up. He's the guy that started Ganja Gourmet on Re- Reefer Row in Colorado. And years ago, when this all started, <laughs> he was on Letterman and Leto, and he was telling people how you have to get an almond horn, which is infused with marijuana. So I'm intimately familiar with this, as my Uncle Steve is one of the first people in this industry. Wow. Well, yeah. he was ahead of his times then. Ahead of his time. He was one of the first. It was on called Reefer Row. And you, he did it when you had to go to the doctor, get the back pain script, and then you go see him. And first he did it, and they had a whole cafe. And then they changed the law, and they said, you can't eat here. you gotta, you got to take it in packaging. So he had to do that. And I'm going to tell you the biggest issue with that business is because there's cash issues because they couldn't get banking. So they all had to have tons of money in big safes, and it was all cash. And even though it was legal, it was almost like you had to be the mafia. He wasn't. But well, like, I was going to say, are, like are, are they afraid of getting robbed? If you know, That's a target. And to have that kind of cash around. It was, yeah. So being a hybrid of legal and illegal is in and of itself dangerous. We need one way or the other. And there's a lot of bills going on in the federal government to start making it viable and allowing states' rights. So I'm a big fan of consistency. I, you know what? I, I, I agree with you. I never thought of it that way, but you're right. It's, it, the laws are inconsistent. And you know what? It would give our elected officials a reason to stop the BS and being so political, okay, and, like, get back to work and work together well, for the good of us. Okay, I, like, I really can't. Work, I, and get you know what? Work, yeah. I listen to the news and I because I can't sleep. I'm not, I listen to CNN. I listen to uh, Fox. I listen to CNBC. Of course, you think you're listening to different complete stories. But after a while, I'm done. I can't listen anymore. It's such BS. And like I said, what happened was a horrible thing. And people are not talking about what a horrible thing and grieving these p- parents and, and families that had had deaths or people injured. They're talking about politics. And I'm like, enough already. Get back and do your job. We are all lucky. And let me say this. Regardless of your political preference, we are lucky to live in a country where you're allowed to have a difference of opinion, where you don't have to agree with the state or they'll put you in jail or take all your properties. So if somebody's not hurting somebody, okay, debate, argue, talk, but be thankful that we live in a place we can do that. In other parts of the world, God help you if you say something about the government that you shouldn't say, they'll lock you up. And throw away the cake. So that's what I, I have to say about more. politics. So really, enough. And, you know, it's people like us to say enough. Let's get together and do what's good for the country and respect the fact that we can have differences. And that's my political stance. But real estate, as they were asking me on Maria's show and mortgages, is like it's really a really good time to buy. The market's 
you know, kind of, I would say, not buyers, not sellers. I know there was a big thing about the Hamptons that it had, I don't know, how many consecutive months of, um, of, of active inventory. Now, there is a lot of inventory in the Hamptons for the Hamptons, but the Hamptons uh, doesn't have as much inventory as you think. It's, it's, tiny. And it's tiny. So when they say there's 10 transactions, which I think there were 10 or 11 transactions over $10 million or something like that, that sounds like to most people, 10, that's nothing. They're doing lousy. Well, that's a lot for the Hamptons in that price range. But you know what? You should do what I did. For those of you who have a little extra money, and you can, we'll talk about it on one of the shows. I'm sure Andrew and Ace would love to talk about it with us. But it, you can get a second home. I lived on Long Island. I just, you know, it's like but if you get a second home on the North Fork or, or maybe Jersey Shores or uh, the Hamptons, you don't have to spend $20 million. Yeah. There are prices well under a million dollars. What do you need? You need a pool and a place to hang your hat <laughs> so you don't have to drive and drink, okay? And, uh, Daddy, I have one of them. I have one of them. I'm in East Mauritius, under a million dollars. I'm five minutes from West Hampton uh, Beach. It's paradise. Andrew, Daddy, I've been looking for years out there, so let me know oh, if there's any to. good deals. Yeah. Hey, down the block from yeah. me. You, we, could, we could play ping pong. Oh, I'm calling you okay. after the show. <laughs> Are you, you know what? I'm not going to tell the story until after the show, but, but after the break. But, Andrew, do you remember what Margo, the woman with all the shoes, the Mal DeMarcos? Yep. They had an estate down- in the Mauritius. They called me. Uh, okay, they called me. This is about 15 years ago. They said, we want to sell it. Okay? It was, I can't even tell you how beautiful on the water. And Gorgeous. I tried to get spas to buy it. Like I wanted to put a health spa there because right. to go to the Hamptons of Montauk, you're going to hit all that traffic, even yeah. though Gurney's is great. Um, it's like a hidden secret, Mariches. It's, and it's you know, my father got my, my father got bar mitzvah there before it was the Marcos estate, and it's historically been an estate. It was even before them. And you go East Mariches for everyone that doesn't know goes to West Hampton High School. So really, like, I didn't it's know that, that close. Yeah, it's that close. So it's the last place in Brookhaven, and the bridge in Eastport is the border between the town of Southampton and the town of Brookhaven. And Paradise and Ace under a million bucks, you can have two acres. I'm there. I'm there, Angie. No, really. I mean, I'm telling you, people, it's a hidden secret. Wow. And, you know, you just automatically think when you think Hamptons, you think $20 million, $15 million. And then I would get people from Jersey and Long Island who say to me, oh, well, how come they don't put that you could get something for seven fifty? Well, it doesn't make papers. Just like good news usually doesn't either. Okay. But if you listen to our show or send us a message, or keep informed. You can really find. And I know when I, when I, when I drive to that out, it's like living in someplace else, even though it's, you know, you can go all the time and use it all year, and you can uh, feel like you're on a vacation all the time. Paradise. Yeah, Paradise. it is. Yeah, I, I didn't know. You know, Andrew, I didn't even realize that you grew up on Long Island. Yeah. Shame yeah, on so my, me. My- Dottie, my grandfather was the pharmacist when there was a butcher, baker, and candlestick maker in Santa Mauritius. And I still come around the West Hampton area, and people go and point to me and go, you're a lieb. And they know who I am because it's like, so everyone's my cousin. Oh, so you're really an original family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we we know people for a long, long time out here, and um, it's fabulous. And then I went to Sachem High School, so I was not so far from you in Plainview. Oh, gosh. 
Okay, we're going to be right back after the news, and we're going to have Lois White, who is the editor of the New York Post, and she's going to tell us uh, a lot of stuff about real estate, commercial real estate, and where they're developing it in the city. We'll be right back. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.